Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good, good man. Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Hopefully people aren't sick of us. We have been putting, putting a lot of shows up lately. Uh, oh, how could he get sick of us? <laughs> hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Obviously there was the, the free Fright Fest uh, shows last week. Um, but Fright Fest's over now, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> Fright Fest is the gift that keeps on giving um, because, yeah, we've got a lot of the movies that were kind of shown at the festival that we didn't see at the festival are available to us. Um, the first one being Upgrade. Nom, 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 um, nom. Upgrade was a weird one at Fright Fest as well because it was kind of like a special preview event um, with it always. I mean, preview. <laughs> um, it was always going to be, you know, available in the UK like, at the end of August. Um, of course, the, the very long delay that we've, of course, talked about on the show previously. Um, so, yeah, this is one, you know, we'll get into discussions uh, just in a bit, in a, in a bit. But this was one that I was super excited for for so long. And it, it is weird that it's like finally here and I've actually seen this movie. Because mm. um, it felt like one that I just never weird. thought I'd ever get to see at, at times. Um but yeah, but first, before we get into that discussion, um, there is a couple of news stories here. Um, we have to start with the with the sort of the main one. It was a nice little treat that just arrived, um, just a few mere hours before us recording. Um, I, I didn't really know this one. Was I think they either. might have seen us like tweet out we're recording in a few hours, guys. Yeah. They thought, shit, better drop the Halloween trailer. Yes, yeah, like, do we have anything to talk about? Uh, and maybe, and it's like, oh, here's the yeah. new Halloween trailer, and I was like, okay, let's watch yeah. this. Cheers, guys. Um. So yeah, we watched that. I mean, it's you know, I try not to try not to take in these trailers as much as I can, um, <laughs> but also dealing with the fact that there is the hype for a movie like Halloween, and, and like I can't not watch the new Halloween trailer. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It's it's definitely very different to the first one, um, which is very interesting already. Um, the first one focused more on kind of the backstory, setting up what the movie is going to be about, um, you know, setting up the kind of the documentary um, crew, um, interviewing Michael and all this stuff, and, and very much focusing on like the 40 years later vibe of the movie. Mm. Um, this one was straight up more to me anyway, just like a fun slasher trailer. Um, yeah, with a lot more deaths, a lot more body count, a lot more of just Michael doing Michael things. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, but that's kind of the vibe I got from it anyway. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder, like, how the hell long is this movie? Mm. Because they feel like two distinct different films, you know, and it, and it does feel a lot like kind of Rob Zombie Halloween, where you've got this kind of, you know, he's in the insane asylum and that's a chunk of the movie. But then this felt like a sizable chunk, you know, it's kind of him rampaging Halloween night, which... um. You know, I said to you, it's something that I really want. I want him just to be like a super violent Michael that's just just kind of a rabid dog that's been locked up for years. And he just he's just straight up murdering people. Um, you know, in the trailer, you see you see him kind of go at someone with a hammer and then straight away picks up the iconic kitchen knife. And I love that as an idea that he's just like siphoning through the weapons and just anything he can grab. He's just onto the next victim with it. Yeah. Um, so cool. I hope we get that sort of vibe in the movie. Yeah, definitely. It's um, that's what I want more than anything. You know, a yeah. fun, crazy slasher. Oh, a hundred percent. That's exactly what I want. Like, I don't want it to be too heavy <clears> on the nostalgia, <throat> too heavy on the whole Laurie thing. I know that's what they're going for, and that's like the hook of this movie. Mm. But more than anything, I just want a, a badass Michael Myers movie. You know, and, and it seems like they are delivering on that, which is cool because I'd worried that that would get lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah, definitely. Of trying to just make it about the whole the whole Laurie and Michael thing. Um, I think there's like it's a re I like this trailer actually more than the first one. 
um i thought obviously it, it kind of goes without saying at this point but the music in particular um especially in this trailer was so good um obviously getting john back on board for that and him kind of doing the the score is exceptional anyway um but just this trailer alone just getting a little tease of that like it, it gave me goosebumps but at the same time getting me extremely hyped for the movie um and it re- there really i don't think is another horror soundtrack that could possibly do that um so that was super exciting and th- there is obviously the, the couple of things that we talked about previously on the show um the main one being the kind of look of laurie um mm. And hopefully not not being too much of a distraction because it definitely is in the trailers. Um, the the other thing as well is obviously it's it's not going to bother that many people, but it does slightly bother me the fact that it seems like they're not really referencing the fact that Michael's in his sixties at this point. Um, I know for a lot of people that's just completely irrelevant, and I, I know it's one of those things that I need to just forget about and enjoy the movie. Um, but I at least hope there's I don't even know what they could possibly do really. Um, yeah, I mean I don't I don't overly care about no, it like, i know it's my, i've, I've my watched issue. <laughs> i've watched like you know bruce willis and diehard movies when he's like 60 so i'm not yeah you know i mean i'm not i'm not too worried about that i think um the laurie thing is more of an issue watching the trailer i still agree with you on that um i'm hoping that obviously we're watching a trailer and we're seeing snippets of her and you're distracted and then that's kind of with you for the two minute ride mm. i'm hoping that like the first five minutes we see laurie that i'll just kind of see her and eventually just you know it'll just i'm just like oh okay that's what jamie looks like in this movie yeah like because obviously we're so used to jamie looking like jamie has for yeah. the last 20 years um but at the end of the day like we shouldn't really get caught up on it like how many different actors and actresses have you know various different hairstyles throughout movies it's just that yeah she's become so distinctive and i think as well with h2o like in the fact that they're kind of retconning h2o that's mm. probably why they've gone for this but for me this is a continuation of h2o not completely retconning it but i guess i've got to get that out of my head as well yeah and i definitely think aside from all of that as well regardless of whether or not they were going to continue the story like it just makes sense like it, it really is bizarre to me that you'd have to put the kind of the glasses and the wig on her um because like, like, like i said i know we've brought it up so many times and this probably unfortunately won't be the last time we talk about this um but like you said a lot of different actors do play a lot of different roles with different looks but you still have to call out the bad ones like and it does look like a bad wig again with only seen the trailer um but it doesn't look still like a i'm still one. telling you it's a wig man <laughs> um so yeah I, again it's it, i'm way more positive after this trailer you know I've, i feel like i've kind of been a little bit um more reserved than a lot of people mm. um which again I, I i really want this movie to be awesome and i want everyone to have a fantastic time i just feel like there's there's definitely a, like a lot of small things that add up against a movie like this but i mean if they give us like a kick-ass slasher movie then i'm, I'm gonna go come out of the movie happy regardless so oh, um, i'm buzzing man i'm buzzing yeah, i can't wait it's great to have like these big movies on the horizon you know because we have so many that we're excited for in particular obviously next year 2019 um so so many but it's great that even the rest of the year like i've i can still name like at least sort of two or three that i'm really excited yeah for. but i'm also thinking like for, you know since we've been doing the show like we've had some ones that we're crazy hyped about but in terms of just like big franchises as well obviously we had the return of saw last yeah, year that was way bigger for us as well <laughs> yeah that was obviously bigger for us personally as well mm. but this is probably the biggest film obviously it was massive as well yeah um but this is probably the biggest film to like come out since we started doing the podcast in terms of just the horror community just being like hyped i mean we've been hyped for over a year now yeah yeah definitely like, this, this just just it, yeah. the horror community do you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, it's cool, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, hopefully, I really hope we start seeing these trailers on the big screen as well, because like, yeah, we haven't seen one yet. Have no, we? we go all the time, and we see the same old shitty trailers. Yeah, I've never seen the Halloween trailer on the big screen, so I definitely hope that happens at least at some point. Um, who knows? Maybe next week. Um, but yeah, we just, I've got a couple more, just really small news stories here, kind of from a few weeks ago, prior to the Fright Fest stuff. Um, worth noting that. This one's kind of just bizarre and out of nowhere, where um, basically Netflix have confirmed that they are doing a sequel to Death Note. Um, mm. This one kind of came out of nowhere. Did we talk about this? No, we didn't. No, I can't. Oh, I, right. We talked about it off air. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, basically, it, it, it kind of just came in one of those. I think it was like one of those kind of. Um, it was a conference call. Yeah, it's a, yeah, like an investors sort of thing. Where yeah, just kind of saying about their they... upcoming slate, and they were mm. just like, "Yeah, so we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing a, a sequel to a live action Death Note," and everyone was just like, "Wait, what? Like, you haven't announced that or anything?" Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all we know. We have no idea on release date, no idea on the cast, the director, anything like that. Mm. Um, interesting like i'm definitely down for another one you know even though i yeah, had too. a lot of bad things to say about it i know you were way more positive on the movie mm-hmm. um i still think that there's there's definitely some good stuff that they really done well and hopefully that they can extrapolate from that um and and hopefully sh- like shy away from the things that they really really messed up on um i i have to imagine as well it's like almost 100 percent going to be a different director um yeah because adam is is way busy at the minute doing like godzilla and stuff so i can't imagine he would have come back to this movie that the movie that made him <laughs> quit twitter um which still sucks when you think about it it's really really bad like i still can't believe that was a thing that happened um, i know i still can't believe it's still going on yeah i know i thought he would have come back by now but yeah it's yeah. weird um this next release weirdly enough is also to do with a sort of uh, twitter shitstorm um <laughs> it's basically Most things kind are, of, man. so basically one thing that obviously isn't really relevant to us and we haven't talked about it, but one of the biggest news stories of the year has been the whole like james gunn disney um Mm. mess essentially um one thing that's kind of been affected by that that isn't the obvious um you know the guardians movies but basically so james gunn at the time was going to be at comic-con and he was going to be on a panel to to discuss like an upcoming movie um Mm. which wasn't like guardians or marvel or anything like that it was it was basically an upcoming horror film um which is uh, Sony produced, so it's not Disney or Marvel. Um, and I think he was the writer slash producer, so similar to what he done with uh, Belko Experiment. Mm. Um, unsure on what the director of this movie was. We don't have a title or anything, um, but apparently it's still dated for this year, so for November 30th. Um, so obviously they were going to announce it around sort of mid July, and I guess show like the you know the announcement trailer. But obviously, with all the shit that happened, he he's, he he didn't go to Comic Con and all that stuff. We pretty much not heard about this movie at all. Um, and I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was like a weird side effect to all of that. Obviously, the obvious yeah, uh, repercussions weird, of, of that, but I never really thought that these other things would be affected, especially something with that we're way more interested in, um, because we both loved Belko Experiment. Um, oh, it was great. And yeah, I would love to see him do another, you know, original <clears throat> horror movie. So yeah, this sucks. I just wanted to bring it up, but it's a shame. Hopefully, we'll have more updates about this in the future because, like I say, it's it's still scheduled for release in like two months. Um, yeah, I. I... I must have just read the article that said about that because I remember reading something about it recently, but it mm. must have just been that and no further news. Yeah, that's but, literally um, it. So we'll keep an eye. I'll definitely uh, keep you guys updated once we hear like even a title or if it's been delayed or anything like that. Um, 
But yeah, that was all the news for this week. Um, I did want to briefly mention before we dive into talking about Upgrade that there's a lot coming out at the minute that unfortunately we're not going to be able to cover for the show immediately. Um, the main one that springs to mind is Slenderman. Um, mm. Another movie that kind of you know came out in America a little while ago, but it was definitely one that I wanted to do a show on, um, mainly because kind of like... I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed like it was bad, but who knows? Um I, I definitely I think we were both excited when they said this. Yeah, we coming. we both went down the kind of Slenderman rabbit hole five years ago. Yeah, particularly you know, with the video games, there was a yeah. massive trend of that. That was really awesome at the time, by the way. Like, oh, it was really, amazing. Really cool. Yeah, like it was it was the first kind of of that um uh that first person outlast sort of jump scare. type. Yeah, yeah, that kind of outlast into and PT. Re- and yeah, that evolved into PT and Resident Evil. Like I felt like the Slenderman games were the mm. the kind of dawn of that yeah. that kind of you know resurgence within the horror games. And so I have a respect of it for that. It just seems like it's you know four or five years too late. Um, yeah. And to the point that I'm a little bit you know wary of it now. Yeah. So yeah, obviously with our with our upcoming schedule, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, but we've got a lot of cinema releases that keep going. So yeah, this isn't one we're going to be unfortunately covering right now, um, but definitely if it, if it becomes available on demand, sort of November December time, I'd definitely like to squeeze this one in if possible. Um, mm. The other one I wanted to mention, and I feel like this is probably never going to cover this one, um, is Searching. Um, do you remember yeah. this one? Yeah, yeah, I keep seeing the trailers for it. Yeah, like this intrigued me. I thought the trailers were really good. Mm, um, the trailers did look good. It's it's a 12A, um, which mm. put me off a little bit because it looks yeah. a little bit more like it's going for that teen audience, whereas, you know, Unfriended kind of goes a little bit more deeper into the horror genre. Um, but I didn't want that to, like, sway me away from it because, again, the trailers looked great and, I'm, and we're definitely big fans of the kind of social media genre filler type films. Um, so again, I want to put it out there. It's a shame that it, if this is one that I I'll try and see as soon as I can, and then you know I'll, I'll try and bring it up on the show when I do watch it if it's worth watching. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine that we'll ever do a show on this one. But who knows? No. Um, because yeah, our, our upcoming schedule, man. Like like I say, so we're <laughs> about to talk about another movie that was at Fright Fest, and there's so many that are available to us right now. Um, but the cinema releases alone are keeping us busy doing one show a week. So it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome, awesome problem to have because um, we definitely had some weeks uh even at the start of this year but like m- i remember like 2017 was an amazing year for horror but my god did we have some weeks where we were struggling to pick stuff <laughs> um and i really don't think we're having that problem this year i think this year is a like, more should consistent we watch, year should we watch seven saw movies <laughs> i guess yeah that was that was a, i think that was still a great choice <laughs> maybe we just didn't have to watch you know the last two that they made. yeah we just yeah we could have watched six yeah exactly rather than eight but yeah, yeah. that's that's in the past oh dear i'm so i'm so why did you gotta bring you gotta bum me out now thinking about jigsaw sorry such man. potential oh. sorry man i keep seeing it on netflix i'm like yeah i might watch this again <laughs> i've rewatched it <laughs> i couldn't help myself it's it's as bad as i remember um yeah, should we talk should we about, talk about new something film? new? Yeah, let's talk about finally upgrade. Yeah, obviously this movie, obviously just shown at Fright Fest. Um, God knows when it came out in America a long ass time ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing first of June on IMDb, mm. but it feels like longer, man. 
Yeah, but even that's four months, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, you're right. That like in today's market, that may as well be four years. Like that's so it, it insane. It feels it feels like four years, and it, it adds to. Oh, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it, man. Yeah, well, I mean, we may as well start with this, really, because I think this is a massive context to this movie, obviously, before we mm. get into the plot and what we think of it. But, like, this frustrated the hell out of me. Like, I was dying to see this movie at the start of the summer, and we just couldn't see it. And, like say, mm. that was actually a time when it was way quieter at the start of June. Yeah. And I would have been super pumped to see this movie. I was ready for it. You know, I'd heard early impressions. Everyone was saying good stuff. Um, from the little I'd seen from trailers, I'd never watched a full trailer. Um but I'd seen clips, and it definitely, to me anyway, evoked a kind of hardcore Henry and the Raid style of like really cool action slash horror hybrid. Um, so I was really ready for that. Um, and then yeah, it, kind of the longer it got, really, by the time it actually we sat down to watch this movie, it kind of felt to me anyway, just like let's just get it over and done with. Um, and that's really not an attitude I ever want to have watching a film for the show. Um, no, I felt like that, that forced going party. into it. Yeah, and I, like I think that's a shame. Yeah, definitely, man. Because like you know, th- this film was one that, like you say, when it when it came out, you were hyped for it, and I was just like, I'm I'm gonna just forget this film exists. Mm. Like I'm not. I'm and even when it comes out, I almost don't even want to watch it then. Yeah. Because I'm just like, screw this film because we got screwed so badly on it. Yeah. Which is completely unfair to the film. Mm. But it's just the way you feel when you when you want to watch something so badly and you can't but um yeah it's unfair to the film but in terms yeah. of the, the people behind it the distributors this is absolutely their own fault and i and i don't feel sorry for miss sliders like they've caused this upon themselves like they, no they're but not... the problem is it's the people that yeah, you know like like i feel sorry you know, for lee, lee, lee and everyone else, because yeah. you know he he came all the way to fright fest mm. to you know attend the premiere you know there are there were movies that were getting much more exclusivity that didn't have the cast or crew there of that level let yeah. alone a name like lee winnell you know he came here for it and you know i think that's fair play to him to show that you know he's still passionate about his film yeah i was really people surprised. to come see it I really yeah i think that was great him. but you know i think you know should we get into the film yeah, so yeah, give us a, a synopsis because this one's actually a really again an interesting concept and story to this one. Yeah, man, I don't even know where to begin. Like, mm. um, <clears throat> there's a dude we... <laughs> who's a mechanic. Yeah, Gray. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're introduced to Gray, and he's you know as you said he's a mechanic, but he's we're th- this movie is set in the near future where kind of very sci-fi um, stylized world. Yeah, I mean this is this is Blade Runner in yeah, 2018, like auto, auto you know? driving cars, um, drones everywhere, like yeah, a lot of Black Mirror yeah. vibes, like you say a lot of Blade Runner vibes. Yeah, but but we're introduced to Gray, and he is a mechanic of classic, you know, normal vehicles um, as we know them now. And um, so he's kind of like a fossil living in this futuristic world, um, and he restores this car for a um, uh, a client who turns out to be kind of an owner, you know, almost like a Steve Jobs or whatever, kind of like this owner of one of these technological or you know technologically advanced companies Mm. um and kind of after delivering the car him and his wife get um attacked and he's kind of um basically left completely um paralyzed um so he can basically only talk and move his head around um they said it like a million times the the exact term of it but anyway he's yeah he's he's oh, completely well, paralyzed yeah is it paraplegic yeah. quad quad something yeah something like that quadriplegic anyway but or something. yeah but he's um 
yes, he, he completely can't move and he wants to obviously get revenge on the people and everything else. Um, and the guy, um, Aaron, Aaron Keane, I think he's called, um, the owner of the company that he, uh, the, the tech technological kind of company that, that, um, is now kind of they they kind of build all the drones and robots and that sort of thing. He has got a chip that can basically be embedded in um, Gray's body and gives gives him the power to kind of walk again and um, obviously you know gain control of his life. And Gray goes on a mission to kind of hunt down the people that that attacked him and kind of find out why as well because because at the beginning of the film we really have no idea why he was attacked Hmm. it seems like it was a completely unjust attack on him and his wife um i don't really think we want to go into it too much more in terms of like did you did you you, i don't did you mention like stem at all i didn't mention it by name so that is the chip yes the chip implant is called stem which is very important yeah the, the 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 it's kind of like this weird little widget that goes into his spine and, and yeah, called stem that basically means that he can move again. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's as well. Like I, I, I enjoyed the fact that gray is kind of like a technophobe. Um, yeah. and has suddenly been given like the most advanced technology in the world. Uh, yeah. and, and it's kind of played well throughout <clears throat> the movie as he discovers exactly what stem can do mm. and kind of what he can do with the, the power of stem as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you want to go into your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, this was such a difficult one, man. Like, I this was a movie that, like you say, I was so excited for, and and coming out of it, I wrote so many notes because I had so much to say <laughs> about this movie. Um, I like this movie. Uh, I didn't love it, and I really thought I would. Um, I have a lot of problems and issues with this film overall. Um, as we kind of dive really deep into it, um, on on a really surface level, I think this is a fun movie. I think you will have a good time with it. Um, but I do think that it has so much more potential than what we got and it's like there are multiple scenes where i was like that was good but it could have been so much better and that was kind of my overall thoughts of this movie by the end of it i also uh, like we're obviously not going to get into ending stuff at all just yet um but i didn't like the ending i thought they really like undersold pretty much the whole film um in the last sort of five to ten minutes but i'm just gonna like remove that away from my thoughts and (laughs) overall i just thought it was like a fairly good movie like a movie that i was it's right up my alley everything about this movie man like the sci-fi stuff the action um everything about it like there's there's some rogue ai going on the future tech there's the, the it's just like a laundry list of things that i like like when we watch like a, a zombie post-apocalyptic movie for you yeah um, and and, I, and again i should be like the biggest fan of this movie and i just think it's good um i don't think it hits the heights of many different movies in recent years that is similar to this as well um so yeah again i've i've made any things that I want to dive into, but I want to know sort of what your overall thoughts are as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I could be more different, really, because I I absolutely love this movie. <laughs> right. I I um if for me it was like Blade Runner across with Terminator, mm. and I absolutely loved it. Like I loved the soundtrack. Um, like there there were especially in the final third, it, it was straight up. I felt like it was going to start the Terminator music. Yeah. Um, absolutely loved that um i thought i loved the um it was hard to really go into it too much but kind of gray and stem and kind of uh, you know the relationship there and kind of how he eventually kind of understands the ai more and more i loved i loved all of that um it kind of kept things light and i loved um you know when when the action actually started it's because um 
once gray can gets kind of controls his limbs again it you know it's explained to him that he is basically telling the chip that then tells his body to move Hmm. so he's not moving like a human anymore he is moving like a robot and like i love that transition and kind of throughout the whole movie from thereafter like the way that um gray moves and everything it just i i thought it was fantastic and then as we get into more of the rogue ai and everything else um i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i actually enjoyed the ending as well hmm. like i didn't have a massive problem with it i had um obviously it's hard to go into without spoilers we'll, we'll probably talk spoilers about it because this movie's been say, out for a fucking yeah, decade i want to do like but, a mid-level um, <laughs> mid as well where we can really dive into the yeah, stuff as well. yeah we'll yeah, we'll go slowly into it but we'll, we'll be talking about it extensively but yeah i i kind of yeah i thoroughly enjoyed the whole the whole thing and like for me th- this is up there with one of my favorite movies of the year i really? absolutely loved huh. it yeah i absolutely loved it really gosh. um I was, I like I say, I was just. Um, I wish I felt that way. I really do. I'm, I'm really disappointed for for myself. <laughs> the so am I, man. Because like, especially because I looked at the budget of this movie, and this mm. the budget was five million. Yeah. And I'm like, this movie looked great. I yeah, thought that's like, really I, impressive. Like but, it really the amount of good CGI as well. Yeah, great CGI. Like there were some great landscaping shots of like this future world, and like I almost wanted to just kind of be able to pause it and just kind of like absorb it all like um and, and you know see all the intricate little parts because there, there was you know i i thought they really built an interesting world um and yeah i i can't say enough positive things about it i thought it was fantastic yeah um you you mentioned the um the movements of the main character mm. that was one thing i wanted to bring up as a massive positive um completely agree with you that that was my favorite thing about this movie by far um it's it's such a clever interesting take that i haven't really seen that often oh um, it's so good where you have you know like you say a human character who's who's being controlled by a machine so he has these like machine like unnatural movements and mm. it's kind of a cross between really good acting um like because the way he kind of disconnects his face from his body and really yeah. makes it seem like he's not in control of it is like really really well acted um then like you say the kind of the sound the use of sound is really subtle a lot of it like the soundtrack to this movie especially the score is oh, really yeah. really subtle it's subdued, yeah but, it's, but it works really well like it, it adds this like slight sort of um machine like mechanical sound doesn't well it, it is just like that that underlying it reminded me of the t-1000 mm. when it when when you just had the t-1000 it was just like that drone and music that was just like impending doom like it was it was like that but not quite as kind of you know doom and gloom but that kind of just drawn out mechanical beat to it that, yeah. that just kind of fitted the movie so well um you know the, the first scene when he goes back to his apartment and he's kind of walking around and he pours himself a whiskey mm. and it was just a way he poured himself a whiskey and kind of put the decanter down and put the lid back on. It was a human and it would not do it that way as exactly how a machine would do it. Just so precise in every mm. movement. And and he wasn't looking at what he was doing as well. Yeah. He was just doing it. And I just I like that. I just thought that was fantastic. And also just when he's um, because one thing I didn't mention is that this whole kind of stem implant um, has been sold to Gray by by Aaron Keane, um, and he tells him it has to be kept a secret because mm. he's not allowed to do human testing yet. So for multiple points in the movie, he has to go back into the wheelchair and pretend he's still disabled for, for the outside world. Um, and I noticed that when he was first kind of um, in the wheelchair, his hands were all really kind of 
um distorted and kind of in awkward shapes but kind of later on in the movie when he went back in the wheelchair they kind of had a more normal look to them because he was faking it at that point mm. um and like the robot didn't know how to fake it exactly right and I, I even like subtle things like that i just thought like um yeah he everything about like his performances kind of like you know in, in this his movements and everything i thought was fantastic and the action um you know is him but it's also the way it was shot it makes it feel super robotic and super fast paced that a human couldn't actually do like obviously it was shot extremely well but yeah. didn't it didn't feel stupid either no. like when it first kind of kicked in i was like whoa jesus christ because i wasn't expecting like the fast paced action but then after i saw it the first time i loved it yeah, has I thought, a, he I has thought a really it suited unique, the tone perfectly. A really unique style with how they shoot the action. That was definitely the thing that I'd sort of marked down as well, mm. was the combination of the great acting, the body movements, the sound, but also the direction. Like you say, the way he uses the camera up close, the way he uses these weird kind of distorted shots, um, the way he uses focus as well um, yeah. on those fight scenes to kind of um, make, make, like you say, the face seem like it's not attached to the body. And he uses that through the focus. And again, I think that's really well yeah, done. Yeah, I don't know how the hell they did it. No, there's some really cool stuff in there. Like, that's why I'm really disappointed with a lot of the other aspects of the movie, because I really like his performances and when he's, like, being stem-controlled. Um, obviously, the main kind of fun thing you get to see is the fight scenes. Um, yeah. Which I thought were really cool, um, especially the early ones. I think there's, there's one later on, which, again, this is a slight spoiler, um, but he fights essentially someone else who also has a similar type stem to them. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that one was as interesting um, because it kind of felt like when you watch like two AIs fight on a video game. And I mean, just it kind did, of... but that's exactly what it should have been. Exactly, yeah. It just wasn't. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah, but it was well done. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it as much. Agreed, because kind of. I didn't like how he got the upper hand either. I thought that was very cheap. Kind of. Because he tried I, it, again in the script, it's like, oh, you need to use your human element that they don't have, sort of thing. But I didn't think it really worked. Yeah, but I also we'll have to come into it when we get into spoilers. I think, yeah, but like, um, you know, I I think even that though was something that yeah I didn't enjoy that fight as much, but I, I they pulled off exactly what they were trying to achieve on it. Yeah, because if if that had been like. Um, because in my mind, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be like the end of the Matrix or something. But I'm like, no, that's not what it would be. It's two AIs contouring each other out constantly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I thought it I thought it's, you know, it fitted the film perfectly, really. Yeah. So it's so with obviously the action scenes, like I really liked them, but I thought there was a really lack of them. Um, I don't know how you felt, but throughout the whole movie, I, got, I don't know how long this is off the top of my head, like an hour and 40, an hour I guess. And 40. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got cool action, but I was expecting a hell of a lot more, like not just frequency, but kind of longer, because like I say, there's only really, I think, three or maybe four um, extended action sequences, and they're all over fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and then you go back to a lot of story, and I think that was what really bogged down my, my enjoyment of this movie. I guess, I guess we came in from very different... Yeah angles because i literally knew nothing yeah. i i knew it was lee winnell i knew that we were getting shafted with a date and i knew <laughs> you were hyped because you thought it was a bit like hardcore henry yeah but that that was about it i didn't watch a single trailer i watched i saw the poster and that was that was it yeah so like i didn't i didn't and i kind of and you'd kind of said you got hardcore henry vibes but i didn't know exactly what you were vibing on like whether it was maybe even like point of view or, or whatever yeah. i didn't really know because i hadn't looked anything on this movie um so i wasn't ex I, like i wasn't exactly expecting a ton of action 
Um, but perhaps you were mm. from the fact that you got the hardcore Henry vibes. You obviously got that because of the hand-to-hand combat. You must have saw in a trailer or something. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, that was the main selling point of this movie as well. Like the, yeah. all the marketing, all the trailers is like he's upgraded. He's a dude with superhuman abilities that can do these crazy things. And so that was that was definitely what I was sold for this movie. Like I say, you do get that. That is what's in this movie. Yeah. And what you get is good. I just felt like it was it needed way way more because i think the bar especially for these types of action um sequences in movies has been raised so much in the last sort of couple of years um i i also i definitely want to state as well because i don't think this helped is i rewatched hardcore henry and both the raid movies in the last fortnight <laughs> um so like i was like fresh off like three of the craziest action movies ever made and also even Mission Impossible kind of still on my mind. From a yeah, you ago. see, because the thing is, the second I was watching this, I was I was in like the Blade Runner mindset. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this movie's got way more action than Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this movie's not four hours long. Yeah. Like, so, so that would yeah. definitely be a good way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was coming at it from a completely different mindset. Like I wasn't... Um, you know, I was happy with the action I got. Would I have liked more of it? Yeah, because it was amazing. Mm. Um, but I was also super into the story. I was super into kind of him and STEM and kind of, you know, him discovering what this AI was that was put in his body. And also just kind of him kind of just, you know, it's all about him discovering why he was attacked as well. And kind of, you know, the, the sequence of events that led to that. And I, I really liked that as well. Yeah. Um, so like I, I was in the whole journey, not just the action. So I wasn't, I wasn't bummed out that I didn't get more. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think, but, that but it is... was done so well, I would have liked more. Yeah, definitely. I think that is probably why this is a movie that you really, really like. And, and I just like, because I liked those action sequences, the rest of the movie, when it comes to the story and the plot and the way it was like progressing everything, I really didn't like it. Um, this is going to start to get a little bit spoilery now, kind of. Yeah, mixed. I mean, do, do we want to go a little bit into just recommendations and then start some spoilers? Yeah, because obviously I, I this wanna... movie's been out for a while, and we, yeah, we wanna... need to unpack it. Yeah, not even just the end, nowhere near the ending, but just kind oh, of like yeah, how just, STEM Oh, yeah, just progresses. even, like, talking about STEM, really, yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as recommendations go, yeah, I would recommend this movie. Like, I, th- I think it is a really fun film. Um, it, like I say, not without its issues for me, and I think definitely a lot of these, as I've already discussed, are very specific to my taste and what I wanted this movie to be. Um, I think, ultimately, like, maybe if I watched this in a couple of years, I would really like it more. But I still liked it. I still think this is a fun movie, and, I, and I'm glad that it seems like you really like it. It got a really great reception at Fright Fest. Um, it got a re- great reception when it came out 10 years ago in America. Um, and yeah, this is a movie that I want to champion because I love these like <laughs> action sci-fi hybrids. Yeah, I just wanted to love it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, man. Go watch it. Movie of the year, 2018. <laughs> Terminator Cross for Blade Runner. What more do you want? Oh, now, this, this, I, this is great, man. Like, I, Especially because like, if you listen to this and you're, you're you know... Obviously, if you're in America, you've already you've already seen this movie months ago. You're like, guys, come on. <laughs> but if you if you're in the UK, like, go see this in the cinema. Like, we got shafted, but this this will get over it. Like, yeah. we're, we're okay now. It's there. Like, just yeah. go watch it. Like, don't <laughs> don't hate on the film because it's a bloody great film. And seeing it on the big screen is, you know, is, you know, you you want to see movies like this on the big screen. Yeah. Um, and like, especially like I say, I I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Like, it's not over the top, but it's done so well. Mm. Um, so you want to watch it in the best possible way. Yeah. 
for sure. Hell yeah, man. Um, so yeah, again, kind of mild spoilers what do you want now. To... Not really going to go yeah. massively into it, but this is kind of after the initial incident, which kicks off uh, like all the film. You know, obviously the attack. Um, obviously, I guess we can say it now. I don't know if you mentioned it explicitly earlier, but his his partner does get murdered. Um, yeah, his his wife gets straight up killed. Yeah, in, which is really and that... messed up. It's a really brutal scene because he gets really messed up as well. And, and it's the first bit of kind of action you get in the movie. Mm. And so, uh, again, for me, like, I wasn't sure how violent the action was going to be. And then suddenly this scene happened and I was like, Christ, OK, so this is going to be fairly, you know, over the top. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that scene was really interesting to me because, like, I thought it was really cool at the time. And it's definitely it sets up the rest of the movie. Um, I think it it kind of pushes it in the direction of where I had a lot of frustrations because it's so bad in terms of what happens to them. It's so horrific. It it kind of felt like there was never going to be any redemption at that point. Like his no. life is just over, like completely yeah. over. And, and it's, it's so bad. Like when you, your wife gets murdered and, and you're in a wheelchair and you can do nothing. And the people that done it got away with it. Yeah. Well, like, there's a scene like a little bit after where he's with his mother at home yeah. and she's given him like a bed bath and then she's shaving him and, yeah. and cutting his hair. And he just kind of breaks down and starts crying. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, he is broken. Yeah. Um, so I like never really completely. Felt like this movie could ever like either a redeem our main character but also b be the kind of fun action movie i thought it was going to be like i thought it was like obviously it's got it's got a death in it which is going to be bad yeah but ultimately if you know the main hero gets redemption he's kicking ass he's got this crazy upgraded power he's feeling good like there is a way to spin that and make it a more light-hearted take but this movie is like really really serious in its tone um for what is essentially a, a fairly wacky concept like this movie yeah. plays it 100 percent straight um and so from that initial what happened with that moment i really felt like it just it was kind of like a tick and clock really before he was because like he even has suicide attempts as well in this movie like this movie's dark as fuck yeah um, and, and like it that really took me a surprise and i was just watching it going i just feel sorry for you gray i don't even know if you want to do any of this stem bollocks like just just kill yourself like i i don't blame you um mm. and and so obviously as the movie kind of progressed i felt like that even more and more and obviously as stem becomes more of a character um and all that stuff to me anyway i felt like the movie was a little bit directionless because of that because it's such like a major event that happens really early on it felt like everything after that was fairly meaningless um and like you say the main the main goal of the movie is obviously going to be revenge and getting these people but i always felt that it was like it was always like a fool's errand um and then obviously you get an ending which again we're not going to go into just yet but it, it kind of backed up my theory and i guess you you liked the ending um, yeah but i i i don't know it's definitely in line with the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> before we get into the the ending like i guess like when when it all happened i completely agree with you know you very early on established that gray you know doesn't have anything to really live for anymore especially when he just has lost you know literally everything not just his own ability but but you know his partner you know it their relationship the, the bit that we get of those two together it's very clear that they are you know very much a happily kind of you know deeply in love with each other couple mm. um and i don't know man like i just kind of felt his pain and was just like i almost thought to myself he will um kill the last guy and literally just put a fucking gun to his head i'm like <laughs> yeah. uh, but but i'm like 
you go get them first gray you you do you do you mate you do you and i was just like in you know i can't really say enjoying it because it's not you know it's not enjoying it but it's just kind of you know i was in his story and kind of behind him and also kind of very aware that he was being sucked down a rabbit hole you know he was it was very clear that um that obviously you know when when he tries to take his own life um Aaron Keane goes into his hospital room and and basically baits him into having stem implanted and from that point like you know he had zero idea what stem was and was just like well you know fuck it why not like if it kills me great um yeah. you know and and he didn't know the consequences um and and then suddenly, you know, when he gets home and like we haven't mentioned it yet, but obviously we're in spoilers now, Stem starts talking to him. Mm. I was like, Oh mate, you're fucked. Yeah. Like they've fucked you so badly. <laughs> and um I, I I guess one of the biggest parts of the movie is really Grey talking to Stem and how you kind of take that on as a viewer because I I loved their their relationship i love their backwards and forwards like their their first conversation had me just like transfix and and kind you know kind of laughing but just kind of like man this is messed up like when when he just like um stop talking to me i've gone crazy he's like you want me to stop talking he's like yeah stop talking and then mm-hmm. he then he's like trying to talk to stem and stem doesn't reply like i really love the backwards and forwards of them um, I really loved the way he treated the technology because before then, just when he walks back into his um, his uh, apartment and they're like, welcome back. And he's like, shut up. And they go, did you mean shut down? He's like, yeah, yeah. shut down. <laughs> like, I just really I really liked how he just had no idea what he's doing with technology. And he suddenly got this chip in his head that's like the most advanced thing ever. Yeah. Um, I, I really mean, how did you the... find STEM and Grey, like their backwards and forwards? Yeah, like early on, liked it. When it first started talking, like I say, it's a bit jarring, but those early conversations are really fun um, and they're really well portrayed and, and kind of weirdly realistic as well, like how you would react in that situation of just like, mm. what the hell is going on? Um, so I really liked that. And especially it leads into one of the first action sequences of him in contro- yeah. being controlled by STEM. Um, Which, which was, I... I thought it was great how they slowly kind of built it. Yeah, I, I think um, that's the best scene of the movie, the the first fight, because it's kind of you get the you get the grey um, amazing acting from from the actor Logan, um, you know, so horrified by what he's doing, but his yeah. body's doing these really crazy things, and and ultimately it ends up with him just straight up murdering a dude really graphically, and to see that from you know someone's body, but then the face being so horrified and distraught, that was such a great juxtaposition. Um, mm-hmm. Like I loved all of that stuff. Like I just thought that was so cool. But then kind of straight away after that, that's when the movie starts going into obviously Gray's main goal of revenge, but then. And stem is really obviously becoming like this rogue ai that clearly has like a grander plan um and that's where it started to lose me a little bit because like as soon as stem started being the whole classic rogue ai I, I felt like it was just really um tro like really obvious um signals and, and kind of it was really obvious where it was going and that was when i it started to lose me a little bit where i felt kind of like i'd already felt sorry for gray anyway because of all the shit that had happened to him but as soon as i knew that he was never going to be in control anymore and he starts to become like a passenger to the story almost that was where it did start to lose me and as it was sort of building towards the ending as well um but yeah, I, I really like the AI stuff anyway. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, like as the AI started to get more and more, I just kind of felt like um, that this felt really genuine. Like um, so many of these movies would have had like a final scene with kind of 
Gray becoming mentally strong and being like, you know, uh, getting some sort of cheap redemption. Whereas this, this is what would happen. Like yeah. they, they beat this guy to a pulp and then used him. Um, and well, ultimately, Lee Winnell was like... definitely watching a lot of Black Mirror episodes prior to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like you say, yeah. the, the, the technology levels, like we haven't mentioned it, but there's kind of loads of cool little things. Like there is cameras in people's eyes. Um, yeah. There's one scene where I, I don't know what the guy uses, but if it's part of his own, but it's basically like a drill or like a knife that he stabs in someone's eyeball. Oh, he's got eyeball. like T-1000 fingers, man. Yeah. Like it just turns into a little like fucking stabber. Like... Yeah. So he just like does that to rewind little and needle. watch the footage, yeah. um, which is so Black Mirror. And like you say, it has such like a bleak ending that it's definitely in line with that <laughs> oh and like because because ultimately yeah what what he's coming up against are um kind you know they're, they're pretty much terminators but but kind of like mm. just different take on terminators um yeah these people and, have been modified you know, haven't they like yeah modified. but they've they've been modified to the point that they are almost all machine now um and they've all got these built-in guns in their hands and like i thought that was a that was amazing like when they're in the staircase and he's loading his arm yeah like he's loading his bicep with shells i was just like oh man this is cool yeah like i think all of that stuff all of the technology and all of the look they just nailed so much it just felt like so right for the world that had been built um especially like you say for such a low budget movie that's incredibly impressive to pull it off yeah yeah and and the violence in this as well like you talk about the first kill like um before even before we get to the violence i love the the backwards and forwards between him and stem when he was just going through the apartment and just kind of being led by stem but not really realizing that he was being completely led by stem mm. you know to the point that he was like you know stem was saying like say say on and he was on you know say play messages and he was just completely a puppet at that point already, yeah, I was already just like, oh yeah. no gray mm. i was like oh no bro and um but then as soon as the action starts like it's proper um crazy because because like um he he just picks up a knife and just like it goes like stab 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 and just stabs this guy (laughs) like three times in the shoulder and arm yeah and then just like rips the knife into his mouth and pretty much just rips his jaw off kind of decapitates him from the jaw um with a with a kitchen knife and i'm just like jesus christ i was not expecting that it was a very Um, sore looking kill (laughs) yeah but but it, it like and then Gray's reaction to it as well, and then just kind of like you know, then Stem just like giving him shit straight after it, like yeah, you need to clean up the vomit in the sink. Like I just I, like I was transfixed at that point. Yeah, um, I, I loved all that stuff. I just really wanted more of it. Like I really thought this movie would be giving that to me pretty much every other scene, and mm. it, it felt like when you have that scene, then there was at least twenty minutes where I just didn't really care. And one of the main reasons for that was because of like the supporting cast for this movie like i've been calling out the main dude because i thought it was bloody like like awesome i think the supporting cast is like pretty much terrible consistently across the board um the main one being the villain uh i don't know how you feel about him or i guess he becomes the villain but it's like so obvious from the first time you see him that he's got bleach blonde hair you know he's going to be the villain um yeah but he's he he's ultimately not the villain which i enjoyed i guess so yeah um but he I he's, just not, he's not what did you think yeah. of him? Like, did you think he well, did his role well in the movie? I think he only did his role well because by the end of it, he wasn't the villain. Because when I was watching this movie the first time, I was like, oh, Christ, he's he's going to be the ultimate bad guy. Like, he, it's all going to be revealed that it was all to do with him. And, like, I hadn't... Obviously, we're going into full spoilers now, I guess. Mm. Um, but, like, I hadn't really got it in some... I, I, I hadn't really thought of STEM being the the cause of it. I obviously had the fact that STEM was becoming kind of 
more aware and kind of rogue but i almost i felt like he was becoming going rogue towards um uh keen and kind of trying to break away from him and obviously he was using gray but i didn't think stem was going to be the ultimate kind of bad guy mm. whereas whereas you know when it was kind of revealed that it was keen that had kind of paid these guys and they're just mercenaries i was like oh this is that was the point where i was like oh no this this is falling apart like i i knew he was the bad guy from the start like you say bleach blonde blonde hair just this most stereotypical you know this kind of eccentric billionaire that never goes out and that mm. sort of thing um do so you just have a chance so, with at the start of the yeah movie as well so, so it all that all kind of felt a little bit cheap but then once we got the actual reveal of keen and he was basically like no, I've just been a pawn in this as well. Like I just created this this machine, and it's and then it is. I've not been running my company for years. Like this machine has been running my company, and I've just been a passenger as well. And he's completely played me to get into a human body. Yeah. Um. I was like, oh, like he's not the bad guy. Like shit. Like this whole movie, I thought he was the bad guy. Yeah. Um. Well, because so... that's what they were telling you for the whole movie. I think that was what my biggest problem with it was like you say i think the initial reveal is fairly cool or sorry the end reveal but it's like yeah. from the first scene from the first chance meeting he's clearly portrayed as a villain and then you get yeah. multiple kind of twists and turns him him uh, meeting different characters and killing them off and and another side story with a detective which i need to get to as well but basically it's like that's a vast majority of the movie that's over an hour of the film before you then get to like you say then he gets face to face with him to then reveal that it's all kind of stem and so that's a vast majority of the movie which is in a place which i I just didn't enjoy because of how bad he was like he's not there's no like charisma there it's just a really poor performance overall um but like i say one, once they did the whole stem thing which again i thought was a bit obvious yeah but i think AI. i think with yeah i guess i mean i didn't i didn't see it coming though i mean did you i mean i didn't i didn't yeah, kind of to, have that in my mind like i think really. that was the thing why the ending didn't grab me because i honestly thought it kind of all played out the way i thought it would um especially again we're, we're going full spoilers now but like i say the initial like after it's revealed that like stem is going to try and control gray's body like that bummed me out because i was like well gray's kind of pointless in this now like and, and he's just he's just had a horrible life he had this horrible thing that happened to him he had like a tiny moment of redemption and then ultimately he's just screwed and that kind of bummed me out and then the way they 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 end it you know with the kind of the fake out ending which is obviously not going to be reality um the kind of they throw in like a san oh, junipero <laughs> yeah they throw in like this the san junipero type ending and then just kind of have how do you this... not love this movie man <laughs> because i don't think it's done well like that was how like you say because of the initial event is so horrific i knew this would have a bleak bad ending and i kind of assumed that like i didn't actually see the san junipero type thing coming because i honestly thought it was going to be so cheap that i just didn't even see it coming and that's what they did um i do like the idea of gray just becoming like like his vessel is still living on but it's just not him there it's cool i just wish that was portrayed in a yeah more well because it's all way. these things because it's like almost like get out as well like yeah it's, it's because yeah, in, it's but instead of them being trapped vibes. like pure in purgatory like they mm. are in get out he's just trapped in a place that he's very happy like yeah and it is almost like he's got the redemption like he's yeah. he's happy man like yeah definitely like it's like it, the Matrix, like, isn't it? it? If, it's, it's the, if it's good yeah. to you, then what's the problem? Yeah, like it's the, it's the only way that Grey could have been happy. Yeah. Um, in this movie, um, I think like I think my thing with with Keen in particular, because I think that's kind of you know where your problem lies is is mm. kind of like him as a villain. Yeah. I I was always because he was never until he's kind of displayed to me as a villain. I just took him as what he was given to me i was like oh i think you're a villain man but like he was just this 
Do you know what I mean? He was just portrayed as this geeky, eccentric billionaire that, that's running this tech company. And I thought he was fine with that. And then when, when it was kind of revealed that it was him and we first then kind of got him as the villain, like you say, all, you know, the final act of the movie um, for, for only, you know, for a couple of minutes, I was like, you've not had a cool switch where you've suddenly become like this charismatic villain or whatever that's been hiding under this shell, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Riddler, Riddler and Enigma, you know, from Batman or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of kind of switch of characters. Nothing, you know, it weren't anything like that. He was just the same guy. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. You're not really a villain. And then when it was revealed that he wasn't really a villain, I was like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Do, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, so I guess because you were so kind of fixed on him being a villain do you think that was part of why then kind of you know for a chunk of the movie you didn't enjoy his performance yeah, I, I didn't have a massive problem with him i definitely think that's part of it like i i agree and disagree with you like i think that definitely um that is one of the main reasons why i had problems with it um i i definitely think that he is it's it's fairly obvious that he's positioned as a villain in this movie yeah. like yeah, i don't think very, very obviously it's so. not explicitly said like obviously Dis- what we dis- get is disappointing to me uh, was the fact that it was so obvious it was only because yeah. it was ultimately not him because that, I, if that i let him get away with it if we because if it was this... him i would have been very disappointed yeah, if, we, if we're going off so the, obvious. if we're going off the script and kind of what they tell us, he's a, an eccentric guy that you get a chance meeting with, and he gives you this stem which makes your life awesome. You know, that's kind of what we're told. But as moviegoers and people that watch films, it's fairly obvious what's really going to happen. So obviously, that's what we're taking from this movie, um, yeah. and that's what why when I'm watching it, and as soon as I see him, I'm like, oh, okay, he's the big bad guy because uh, like the people that actually kill his what his wife or whatever and injure him you know they're really generic they're just like generic thugs and yeah again don't think they're good at all like they have a couple of little bits where they're trying to be like cool talking in people's faces and i just didn't think that was very good at all um to move on from kind of him as well the other character i did want to bring up was the detective um i thought like her storyline throughout the movie was just she was just in it way too much like i know that was their way of kind of trying to tie it together and also make it seem slightly believable that there was at least someone on the police force tracking this guy <laughs> going around murdering people in his wheelchair um but i just felt like she was way in it way too much like she wasn't believable she was she came across as like really idiotic in certain certain circumstances as well where it was super obvious what was going on and she just couldn't put two and two together um and to the point where at some point she's even got like a bloody device that's listening to him and she knows kind of what's going on she doesn't know exactly like she can't be like it's stem you know she just knows that he's like this mental dude and he's been he's been caught in the wrong place at the wrong time way too many times at this point like he needs to have been arrested like it's ridiculous that she's just going alone pretty much and then ultimately is the last scene we see her when when they have the car chase and then they kind of crash the car and that's it no she gets she turns oh, no, she up she comes with, back at the end Keen. doesn't yeah, yeah, I forgot, yeah 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 oh yeah um, yeah what did yeah, you think I of kind her? of, uh, I didn't, I wasn't a massive fan of her. Um, mm. She, she's kind of, she's been in a ton of movies as well, like yeah, that we've seen and stuff. Films, like she, yeah. she obviously was in like Unfriended recently. Yep, get her um, as well. But like, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I, yeah, I didn't particularly like her. But I didn't have a massive problem with her. I think one of the things was, um, which I quite, I, I did, I did probably get a, like a different take on was the fact that I felt like she was being constricted by the technology Mm. because i got the impression that she almost she kind of knew it was gray but in this 
day and age they live in the 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 machines almost run the police force yeah. because because she there's there's a scene where she kind of puts him in to the the police kind of thing and if that had popped up like match she would have been able to go arrest him but i think the fact that like it popped up and was like zero percent chance mm. she was like fuck like what can i do like my i i can't get like an arrest warrant for him yeah um i need to kind of literally have him in front of a corpse with a knife and then i might be able to get an arrest warrant mm. um that's how i kind of felt like i didn't there were there were times where she felt like a little bit kind of you know like you say bumbling around but but mainly i felt like she she did know what was going on she just needed to kind of get the proof to to get the computer to say yes to arresting him yeah um, which i thought was a cool take on things because obviously this movie shows you know it's very black mirror you know ultimately it is like you know the, the the don't trust technology don't give away your your kind of you know your humanity for technology or your kind of um security as well you know uh, old you know the opening scene when they're attacked they're in this self-driving car that gray doesn't like and you know they that just crashes into something mm. um you know a self-controlling car later on gets taken over and crashes into the police officer you know the fact that like i say i felt like she was constricted and couldn't make the arrest that she knew she could make because of the machines and stuff it just shows that like um and obviously like gray's whole thing is like um uh you know when when stem is first introduced to him when when his wife is still alive he's like you know basically saying like well humans are better um and like he's the only guy that kind of thinks that um yeah. pretty much um yeah everyone else seems really up for the the technology world they live in yeah yeah and it it is you know that that is the world we live in like mm. if there were self-driving cars everyone would have them oh i'd be yeah. so sick i was like literally oh. watching this and being so jealous <laughs> yeah. I was, like the idea of if i could just go to sleep and wake up in like a different part of the country i was like that's so sick <laughs> yeah. i wish that was a reality um but yeah i mean i i'm i'm pretty much kind of done talking about this movie i don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up about the film um but no i don't think so man like like i say i think i think um one of the things just outside of the movie is just to show like what what a surprise kind of lineup that, that fright fest ended up having yeah i think you know um because obviously we we talked about uh, we did our three episodes on fright fest but we've also done an episode on incident and now this yeah um yeah and i would say already that that you know i've seen four films from fright fright fest that are, that are contenders for the top you know in my top 10 and yeah. are contenders towards the top of that list as well mm. um so i think it just shows that like when kind of when the lineup was first announced i wasn't necessarily like as pumped as previous years you know we, we said it kind of you know last year having this flagship movie you know something that we were super invested in whereas this year we we didn't have that but it just shows actually what a stellar lineup they managed to get yeah um you know so i think it's just never hats off really to the to fright fest and just kind of you know th this movie obviously isn't a new movie for most people but mm. it was new for the uk it was the uk premiere they, that you know fright fest did the best they could possibly do for, with this movie yeah you know right. getting lee winnell there as well was massive um yeah they still got it yeah. slightly hurdy, uh, early ahead of the like the actual wide uk release which is cool yeah exactly they got a uk premiere they got the you know they got the director there and so was any cast there i don't i don't think so i, I think it was just lee no, i think i just saw lee but yeah, like you say yeah. this is this great promo for a movie like this as well because like a fright fest audience is going to love a movie like this and mm. it's good to then try and remind people oh by the way about this movie you know you get to see 
people talking about it early at Fright Fest to then be like, oh, and by the way, it's finally out in the UK sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's a genius move to, to do that, really. Um, Would this have made your top three? Uh, top three? Yeah. Um, Obviously, we did our top three. Yeah, uh, may, maybe a number three. Maybe. Um, it wouldn't come close to the top two, but it would be a maybe three for me. It would have been in my top three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless unless we're talking instant as well, then it becomes very tough. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I like just to kind of put a pin into this uh, conversation about upgrade. I definitely want to end on a positive note because, like I say, I do like this movie, and kind of it's a weird one because usually when we don't like a movie, we list all the things we don't like. Um, in this instance, I I kind of wanted to list the reasons why this isn't my movie of the year, <laughs> um, and that's why. <laughs> I ended up, you know, saying a lot of things I didn't like about it, which I still stand by. But I still like this movie. I still think it's really cool. Like I say, I just there there are certain times, especially the action, which is my favorite part of this movie by far. I just wanted more of it. I was craving it. Like I say, that's probably a budget thing, which I definitely respect. Oh, five and, mil, and, man! Is I know not. the fact that you told me that that blows my mind, and I kind of regret saying some of the bad things about it because, um, especially in terms of a an action standpoint, because yeah, the CGI exceptional. Like, I'm not going to complain about that. And like I say, the direction was great. Um, and and the sound as well it's just i just wanted more from the things that i really enjoyed about this movie and obviously there's there's quite a lot of story things that i didn't like however you're on the other side because you actually really liked all that stuff as well um so yeah. yeah like i say for me this you know i've already said it but this this is one of my movies of the year definitely like mm. i i absolutely loved everything about it um and um you know i think the the main thing really is the the picture that they painted this futuristic world that just felt so dark um because because that's one thing we haven't overly touched upon is like just just everything kind of is is quite dark and downbeat in this it really does feel like blade runner for me mm. um but kind of just just like this new take like i i kind of watched the the um is it blade runner 2022 or whatever uh, the sequel 2049, is or 2049 yeah whatever it is um and i i really kind of just felt like that felt like a, you know a ripoff of blade runner it didn't feel like you know building upon blade runner in that world it just kind of felt like a, an old movie that that's you know the movie was made last year but it didn't feel modern to me um whereas this feels like a modern take on a blade runner idea um so yeah i i, I love this movie yeah, I definitely want to mention just briefly as well that, that like we we talk about Lee especially a lot, Lee mm. Manel, like as an actor, obviously the stuff he's done with Thor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's just leave it. Another, another movies, yeah, please. please. Um, but basically, as a director, this is his second film. Um, was it, it was it Insidious Three? Is his only other oh, no. directorial <laughs> movie? Which I mean, I haven't I haven't personally seen the movie, so I couldn't possibly comment on it. I mean, um, the fact that I can't remember whether I've seen it or not says says all that needs to be said about. That's a striking recommendation there. Um, but yeah, like I want to give a hats off to him because he's proven himself as you know a creator of horror and a writer of horror. Obviously, his work on the on the Saw franchise, not just the first movie, um, co-writer on the third movie as well, which is exceptional. Um, but like you say, getting behind the director's chair, um, similar to what James has done, and yeah, I think he's he's really getting into his own now with this movie. Like mm. I definitely want to see what he does next, which is great, and hopefully definitely. give this guy some more money, man. Like yeah. He's, he's 
he's doing a lot with what he got. Um, so yeah, like like I say, I just wanted to quickly briefly mention that because I thought that's worth noting as well. Like as a, as a second time director, it makes it all oh, even incredible. more impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that conversation about upgrade. Actually, it was that was a really fun one to talk about because um, we we were kind of coming at it from different angles, especially our context in this movie was vastly different as well. Definitely, um, it's weird. It's weird for us to have a quite different opinion on a movie. Like yeah. we're we're normally fairly the same, or we're like. Oh, I think it's a six, and I think it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, again, I think in terms of probably if we scored it, we wouldn't be that far off it. But Maybe I think it's an, an interesting conversation because of the context. Because I know how far I definitely... below ten are you? <laughs> <laughs> Christ, probably about four. <laughs> nah, about three. It's like a seven out of ten movie. Um... <laughs> I can't, honestly like I I'm excited that you like this movie. I thought you would maybe like it. I had no idea that you would like love this movie and it'd be like a contender uh, for your for your year end. Like, I like, loved like, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Well, do, do you did you like this more than Annihilation? I I, I don't know because I'm I'm riding off the high of it right now. Like, I don't know where it'll ultimately lie. Um, this movie was more. This, this, this movie is going to be an absolute shit oh, show. Gonna, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> Like this, this movie was much more satisfying from start to finish mm. than Annihilation for me. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like the first hour of Annihilation, I was like, this might be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Movies, man, they're good, yeah. aren't they? At least, like, obviously, I don't want to. We're not going to say anything. I don't want to spoil a year end of. But I'm pretty sure our favorite movie of the year is the same. So thank God that we'll at least have that. <laughs> because the rest of two to ten is going to be the really. Wild but West. you've talked really down on Upgrade. <laughs> like, yeah. I swear to God, if this is your vote for movie of the year, we're ending the show. <laughs> oh dear. Right, let's take a short break, and we will be right back. So yeah, just to finish us off, I didn't have anything massively to um, round us off. I did, I did want to talk about our. Um, oh, I've got a little something. Go on, go for it. I watched a I watched a little flick. Go on. Uh, that was recommended to us. Yeah. I watched Funhouse Massacre. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did you yeah. think of it? Oh, it was it was great. Like, I just it? love movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most like uh, post fright fest I've ever seen a man. Where he's just like he's become he's become like just like numb to everything he watches. <laughs> yeah, I was just like everything's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, watch Castle Rock. No. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, maybe not then. <laughs> no, no, I thought it was really good. Like this movie knows exactly what it is. Um, was it Cat that recommended it? To yeah, us, it was or? that. Yeah, and, um, the other one that we both watched. Yeah, and like oh, keep what recommending things, Cat, uh, because. Hell House, because yeah. both recommendations were fantastic. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed this, like for completely different reasons than than Hell House. Um, you know, it's just proper dumb and fun. Um, kind of has like Thirteen Ghosts vibes, but with serial killers. Mm. Because like you, basically the opening Colour of the movie is Robert England is as like this. Um, oh, you saying more kind of things? Yeah, prison warden almost of like this this is kind Danny of Trail heavy, is? huh? Is Danny Trejo in this? Uh, no, but Machete is mentioned multiple times. Really? Yeah. Mm. One character dresses up as Machete because oh it's set God. on Halloween. I'm watching this tonight. 
<laughs> Sold. Um, yeah, basically, Robert England um, is in charge of this kind of criminally insane kind of asylum. Basically, the worst of the worst serial killers go there to be kind of kept out of the way and no one knows about this facility. And we're introduced to this reporter who's basically doing a report on this place. And he walks around the um, – this is like the opening scene of the movie. He walks around the asylum and introduces her to each of the characters and as he kind of opens the little hatch and you see them, you then get like a flashback to them, like in their heyday doing their fucked up shit. Like one of them's like a dentist that kills people. One of them's a butcher that cooks them and, and you know, all of this crazy stuff. And they're all mm. very over the top. Um, <clears throat> and um, kind of, you know, they then um, ultimately kind of escape and, and, um, take over this fun house that's been built kind of kind of like hell house where it's like this attraction that's been built for halloween um but then they you, you know like we've been around an attraction like you know where mm. where there's kind of like different rooms set in different kind of scenarios well yeah. basically they'll just the killers real life killers just go in there and they're actually killing people right. and people are like walking around like holy shit that's so real and then they'll like grab someone and just straight up murder them yeah and they'll be like oh that that must have been an actress or whatever <laughs> and like it takes them a while to actually figure out that people are actually being killed in this kind of um fun house yeah um and yeah so it's super dumb and super over the top like there's there's a when the police get involved the police are just so slapstick stupid um <laughs> you're first introduced to it the, the police officer and he's playing nez he's playing like duck hunt with a nez zapper right. and has handcuffed himself to his chair because he's just like bored and got nothing to do and in and like he's just so dumb but like I, I just thought it was really enjoyable some some pretty good gore in it as well and just kind of you know for for what like literally never heard of this movie and then just you know putting it on netflix and just having a great time with it really watched it from start to finish in one go and just thought it was super good yeah i definitely want to check that out that sounds cool um yeah. i can definitely see why it was recommended to us as well now by cat because that was yeah i think it was when we were talking about that is it Hellfest or something along those lines that's coming out later this year yeah um, where like you say it is one of these horror attractions with real life killers in it and that sounds like yeah. the exact same premise as this oh it's exactly you know? yeah. yeah um so yeah i definitely want to check this out for sure um <clears throat> But yeah, no, I've just been um, kind of, I, I'm, I've so nearly finished the audiobook of It now, um, just like, nice. I think like three hours to go, um, so still longer than any normal film. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of talk about that more in depth next week, because uh, I'll hopefully have it finished. Um, but yeah, and also like video games, like it seems like we haven't talked about them in ages on the show. Um, I've just been hibernation, man, waiting for Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, because we've been so busy with horror as well, and especially it's still so busy, so I can't imagine we talk about much uh, anytime soon. But yeah, like, my most anticipated game of the year by far, Spider-Man, is out in just mere days at this point. Um, I just can't wait to sit down, lock myself in a room, and just play it for hours on end, because it just looks amazing. I can't um, wait for you to play it non-stop for 72 hours, and then forget everything that happens in the game for the rest of Oh yeah, of your life. like, I'm going to platinum it <laughs> the first weekend. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait, man. It looks so good. It looks like an amazing, amazing game. And yeah, it, in a year which I think has been consistently good, um, and it's been a good chance to to get through my backlog, which has been fun. But I really haven't been blown away by a lot of the big heavy hitters this year. Um, and so yeah, I'm ready for this one for sure. Um, but yeah, just to quickly round us off, obviously our upcoming schedule next week is a really big film. Um, one of the biggest horror releases of the year, really. Um, the Nun is finally here. 
Um, we talked about it obviously previous on the show when we checked out the trailer and that. I mean, what is what is your sort of general hype level for this movie now going into it next week? I'd say like a solid medium. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably, I'm pr- probably like, wise. Yeah. Like we've we've had a couple of people. Obviously, it's out in the states already. Kind of talk about it and and a fairly kind of positive on it i know kind of um you know we, we've seen the trailer and the trailer looked look good as well more better than what we thought um mm. and and of these movies the conjuring is by far the best so kind of any spin-offs of that stand a better chance than most um yeah. you know if you are like oh this is an insidious spin-off i'm like oh we're not doing this for the show man yeah like but i'll, I'll give i'll give conjuring spin-off one more chance yeah, more uh, because specifically I'm definitely... a Conjuring Two spinoff. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm by very far disappointed. My one. Yeah, because I'm very, I was very disappointed with both Annabelle movies. So yeah. hopefully, because I think Conjuring One and Two are both fantastic. So yeah. Um, yeah, fingers crossed that this one's more in line with those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this one in a weird way because um, I, I like that it's something different in that world. Obviously, it is still part of the universe and whatever, and it's a character that we've obviously been introduced to that was great in Conjuring 2. Um, whether that can carry a whole movie, we don't know yet, but I like that at least with the Annabelle movies, it, they really did feel like cheap knockoffs from the Conjuring of just, we're doing the Conjuring, but we don't have any of the main cast or directors or anything, let's go. Whereas this is like, you know, it's a period piece, it's got very different style of actors, and it looks just completely different in tone and so that's why you I'm wait till that's the opening scene bro <laughs> oh if they jump back and it's like modern day i'm gonna be so pissed off um but yeah i'm excited for this one definitely oh, fingers crossed <laughs> um yeah we'll talk about that next week but yeah and then the week after is it is, is the bloody predator movie yeah um, i mean again what, what, what are your hype levels for this one low <laughs> yeah very low mm um so low in fact i was like should we even cover this <laughs> i i was almost to that point as well but i'm like yeah. it's a bloody predator movie yeah like we've done alien when we died on that hill so we've got to do it again <laughs> i'll continue to die on the alien hill <laughs> i'll give predator one more go <laughs> yeah but I, I i mean it's not as if like i was trying to think how many predator movies have there been because like, obviously there's, there's one three. and two yeah and then predators. uh two uh, two alien versus predator and yeah. predators yeah so like one and two were fantastic avp was fantastic oh i really liked it avp2 i don't remember at all and predators i don't remember so you know they're like <laughs> you know 50 50 ish i never saw predators um but i really like the first two movies like they were growing up they were definitely stables that i'd watch time and time again especially you predator. preferred predator over alien back in the day didn't you like yeah when no you i were definitely young. did and yeah and, and, and specifically predator 2 i thought was an amazing sequel like i loved that movie i loved the ending so much it really as a kid blew me away and was like oh my god like i really didn't expect that and was such a kick-ass ending how do you um, feel about dog predators dog predators i mean yeah. i like both those things so i yeah. should probably like them um, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't even know what you're referencing there. Um, well, there, there was like <laughs> some of the artwork shows, like um, oh, right. I think no, not artwork. One of the figures they've um, there's either there's either like a Funko. I think there's like a Funko range already um, with with the dog Predator. So like that's the thing. I'm well, like, from oh, this no. upcoming movie. Yeah. Oh Christ. Yeah. Why did you have to tell me that? And um, they and they and they drive tanks. Great. 
But yeah, as far as this, <laughs> as far as this upcoming movie, like I like previous Predator movies, but yeah, that initial trailer for Predator, oh, it's I so mean, bad. we talked about the show, it was god awful. <clears throat> it looked bloody atrocious. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, I have zero expectations for this movie to the point that we we were almost not going to see it. So if if it's like even half decent, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. Um, whereas the Nun, I am like genuinely excited for because I think it shows great potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting anyway. They've got some like really cool looking movies to talk about, and then yeah, hopefully at some point. If, if the back cinema... to Fright Fest. <laughs> yeah, back to Fright Fest. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, if the, if the cinema ever slows down, then we can not we can start getting to these movies like A Bad Samaritan that I really, really, really want to see, um, which at some point I'm going to have to just watch. <laughs> because yeah, I, really I want to watch the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise we might have to start being crazy and start uploading even more. But yeah, we've already been doing that anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, can we upload more than we have already? Do we even have the bandwidth? I mean, this is like so, yeah. four in a week, man. I was going to say, should we start doing a daily podcast at this point? Yeah. <laughs> um because yeah the the movies keep coming which is great for us but yeah that was uh episode 110 uh where we talked about upgrade finally um thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone